Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Today with us, we have Ross the Boy Wonder. Hello. And Steve. Bass Steve. That's better, because then I get a little bit of lead up. Yep, I like, <laughs> like the Bass Steve. <laughs> you should see me in the Adam West mask, because I got the beard. It's awesome. It is pretty awesome. It's fantastic. Check out my Twitter. No, <laughs> not my Twitter. My Instagram. Ah, yep. You'll see a picture of it there. And other things. Oh, Mike. Okay. (laughs) Well, so today we're doing going to be doing episode number seventy-eight point one, Rebirth. Mostly, this is a DC podcast, so it's like a one-off, you know. Yeah. Point one because Marvel's point one, and Rebirth because DC's Rebirth. Yep. Sounds like a mess. Yeah, it does. Big mess. The the name, not necessarily the oh, event. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. See, it's not even that bad yet, and I'm already, like, dreading things that are happening. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you're tuning into this episode and you have not read either Justice League number 50 or Superman number 52 or the DC Universe Rebirth, this podcast is going to be full of spoilers, man. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Like, seriously, turn it off, go read the books, or don't be mad about it. And just stick it where his son doesn't things. You should read the books. You should read the books. They're, they're all, they're all they awesome books. So. Yeah. Ross is right. Listen to Ross. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you don't have to stick anything anywhere. Yeah. Unless yeah. you really want to. In that case, keep it to yourself. Just saying. <laughs> no one needs to know that. No one needs to. Anyway. <laughs> kind of... Kind of a different podcast today because we're going to be less summarizing, more going over huge things that happened in these issues because these issues were like nothing but huge things happening, basically. Yeah, it's pretty crazy nonsense. Like, it, it's crazy. And it was kind of crazy because they didn't space it out at all. It was all in one week that we got all three of these issues, and all three of them are huge issues. So. Right. I mean, as far as uh, the universe is concerned, of course, the universe book is important because it shapes the kickoff for this whole other Flashpoint event, kind of? Yeah, kind of undoing Flashpoint a little bit. Only a little bit. It's only been five, what, six years, retcon time? Yeah. All right. <laughs> no? Um, but, but, yeah, and to get everything that happened in Rebirth, you have to read Justice League and Superman first, basically. Yeah, pieces to the story all come from there. I mean... I guess you'd be all right if you only read one, but there's things you wouldn't understand. You totally missed the boat on a couple of things. Yep. It's 50 is a pretty important book for, for Justice League stuff. Yep. Um, so order that's preferable or supposed to be read in according to, I guess, the world? No, according to who? Jeff Johns? Yeah, well, it actually says in the front of Rebirth. Does it say in front of it? It's whoever printed the book. It's a DC Comics episode? Yeah. To, to get the story in chronological order, ah. you should start with Justice League 50. Right. Move on to Superman 52. Right. And finish it off with Rebirth. Right. And the book you follow after Rebirth is Flash number one. I guess Flash is a good point, but basically all the Rebirth yeah. specials they're doing yeah. are continuations of the I, I Rebirth guess so, story. but they're more focused re- continuations. But the, the order is supposed to be Flash next, according to Jeff Johns. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what like Twitter said, at least. Main, what Jeff Johns on Twitter said. I guess it's probably where the main 
rebirth story will continue. Well, it's such a flash story anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I read it, I know. I'm like, all right, well, there's some flash in there. Yeah, a lot of flash is good. All right, okay, Ross, let's start with some Justice League stuff. That was okay. some crazy stuff. So started Justice League 50. Um, probably what might be the craziest thing of all that's happened in it is Superwoman finally has her baby. Correct. And this has been leading up since Forever Evil that that she was pregnant with the baby and the right. baby was going to be their savior. And well, it was supposed to be the savior, but. We weren't sure who the father was. Was it the owl? Was it Ultraman? Or was it dun dun dun? I'm gonna say it was Alfred. No, he wasn't an option. Oh, well, okay. I guess he was around. So I think I think everyone was an option. Technically, in this case. he was an option. No, the the actual father ended up being Alexander Luther of Earth Three, where the crime syndicate's from. And if you remember way back in Forever Evil, um, Alexander Luther had. Shazam's powers, basically. Right. Except for Shazam's powers were crazy, steal everyone else's powers. And... They were slightly different. Yeah. I mean, he said the Shazam word backwards, which was his name, as the hero. And then after that, he could drain your powers, which mm. is crazy. Yeah, it was... Like re- vampire style, almost. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And, and so this baby, when it's born, has this power... So as soon as the baby's born, Superwoman doesn't waste any time and starts stealing the Justice League's new god powers that they've developed in uh, the Justice League story so far. Right. There was a bunch of one-shots that came out that went over those for a whole batch of them. The, the whole story is, once again, a good story. and probably you should check it out if you want to know more what happened. Dark Side War. Yeah. Um, Go on. And so in stealing all the powers... Uh, Grail and Marina show up again. Right. They had disappeared in the thick of battle prior to this. And if you remember our podcast from, it was probably like two or three ago, we went over the Dark Side War special where we found out that she had Steve Trevor chained up and was doing some crazy stuff with him. Right. So if you see two podcasts ago or last podcast. I think it was two or three ago. Maybe. Yeah. It was a little while back now. Grail had him chained up and was transforming into a crazy beast thing. Well, crazy man with light red eyes and red everything coming out of his face. And turns out what had happened was she had fused him with the anti-life equation. Right, which was all the red craziness. Yeah, and she thought um, the prophecy was that the first man at Themyscira, the first man that had been on Themyscira, would be the one that would have all these crazy powers. and right. He was supposed to be the uh, the prophecy was, was for the first man of Themyscira to be it bestowed the, the the properties and destroy everything. Like once he had the powers, he'd be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And she assumed that that was Steve Trevor, as we mostly all did. Yep. And uh, when he shows up, Batman asks the Mobius chair about it, and we find out that he actually wasn't the first one. No. First big spoiler, I mean, we already gave a couple, I guess, but this is a big one. Yeah. This... Go ahead, Ross. Well, it, it, it is. It's not quite right now, but later in the book you find out that Wonder Woman had a twin brother. Well, you paste things in the book. We don't paste things here. Yeah. Wonder Woman twin brother. Yep. Jacked up. Yep. And, and not only did she have a twin brother, but he's supposed to have... Grail believes that he has some kind of crazy amount of power. I don't remember if we find that out in this one or Rebirth, but yeah, I don't remember. But it's somewhere in there. Um, as soon as Grail and Marina show up, 
Grail basically Omega Beams Superwoman. And you have to remember, Superwoman's like supposed to be Wonder Woman from their Earth. From Earth 3. Straight up like disintegrates her. Yeah. It's out of control. Yeah. She's Not, a skeleton yeah. ash mess. Yeah. And once Grail has, the Grail then goes and picks up the baby and starts taking the rest of the powers from everyone, basically. Uh, when she goes to the Flash, though, you find out that the Flash is kind of, his god power isn't necessarily a power as much as it is the actual god himself used with Flash. Right. And if you remember from those issues back, Flash is fused with the god of death called the Black Racer. Right, which is what made him into the, the Death Flash. Mm. And as soon as she, as soon as he, uh, she tries to use the backwards Shazam powers on the baby to get Flash's powers, she instead releases the Black Racer from Flash, and the Black Racer tries to kill Flash basically for trying to control him that whole time. That's pretty much how it works. He likes to kill the Flash. That's and why he's a racer. It's true. In the previous issues, we have found out that uh, Volthoom had taken care of taking control of powering of the girl herself, of uh, Jessica Cruz. Yeah, Volthoom's the entity that lives inside of Green Ring or Power Ring's ring, which is the Green Lantern from Earth 3. Mm -hmm. So, Evil Hal Jordan, controlled by Demon inside the ring, now Demon inside the ring, trying to control Jessica Cruz. And we found out that somehow Cyborg had hacked into the ring itself. In this issue, right, as uh, the Black Racers are finally about to catch up with Flash, uh, Cyborg and Jessica Cruz managed to get past Volthoom just long enough to, for her to take control of her body again and jump in front of uh, the Black Racer. Which is crazy, because I guess once Black Racers found his death, he'll leave. Right, well, like like in the Flash stories, you only have to kill one person. Mm. And he's like, well, I choose to kill me, and then he becomes a Black Racer. Yeah. So, apparently, if you feed him one soul, then that's good enough. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, but all right. And so, when Jessica jumps in front of it, she's the one that, well, supposedly gets killed instead of the Flash. That's the way it looks. Um, and shortly after this, Grail, or, yeah, Grail... Here's about what the Mobius chair told Batman. And she's like, well, Steve Trevor's not the one that was the first one on Themyscira. He's worthless to me. Right. And so, you, so she uses the Shazam powers to take back the anti-life equation from Steve Trevor. Right. Turning little baby into Darkseid. Which is also crazy. Yeah. And I guess... It seemed kind of odd to me that that would happen, but Wonder Woman explains it as an ancient Amazon ritual, where because someone died, they were able to resurrect someone else, basically, through the body of a baby. It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, as, as we go on, we find out that the Mobius chair is controlling Batman, basically, by this point, and Batman can't get off the chair. But yeah, what we find out in the Batman one-shot is... Well, I think we find out before that. The way the chair works is a lot like the Black Lantern rings. It controls the host. Or no, it it controls the the body on of it. Yeah. Is that right? I mean, that's... I yeah. guess the dead would bring it back to life, and it wore them like a flesh suit. Yeah, basically. Same idea, except that it's a chair. Batman's not dead. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> anyway, 
So to save Batman from the chair, Hal Jordan puts his own Green Lantern ring on Batman. And using his willpower, Batman wills himself off of the Mobius chair. Freaking awesome. As soon as he gets off it, though, someone else decides that they need to be on it instead. Yeah. Yeah. Which only makes sense for that character, I think. Yeah. But... Because he's a jerk. Yeah. Crazy. It's Owlman. Owlman's the one. That... Well, he's, he's Batman also. I mean, it makes perfect sense considering. Yeah. He was pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, so so Owlman gets on the chair and uh, Grid, who is cyborg with the virus, basically. Right. Uh, Grid uploads himself to the chair and Owlman and Grid take off. Because at this point, they're the only crime syndicate members left now. I think, man, it was, uh, oh yeah, because everybody else is dead, huh? Yeah, everyone else is gone now. Because Luther got killed in the, yeah, wow. That's crazy, I didn't realize there were only two left. Yep. So be it. <laughs> oh. Um, in the aftermath, well, to end the war, they basically find out the only way to bring down Darkseid is to eliminate his connection with Grail. And so, Marina who was Grail's mom, decides to sacrifice herself for the greater good, basically. Um, she allows Grail to kill her to get rid of the evil inside of her. And it's kind of been like an ongoing plot thing with Grail, too, where you find out that she doesn't necessarily always want to be evil as much as it is the dark side in her that takes over from time to time. Well, she's a, she's half Amazonian, half... Dark side, dark side yeah. So, mom and dad, and the dad side takes over sometimes and kills everything. Yeah. And so, to let that loose, she kills her mom with the Omega Beams, and the Beams then hit Dark Side afterwards. And oddly enough, I guess it teleports Grail and Dark Side away. Later in it, you find out that Dark Side's been turned into a baby, but he is definitely still Dark Side. Right. That part's a little weird, too, but, I mean, when the Omega Beams hit Batman after they were bounced around during Final Crisis, it time-traveled him, so... Yeah, also, I guess it makes I sense, guess. then, for them to just, like, randomly kind teleport of. a little bit. I mean, they, they do random things other than just... If they don't melt you, they do random things. Mm-hmm. So, if you deflect it, then, I don't know, it might turn you into a kitty, I guess. It's true. Or transport you back in time, or to another place and make you a baby. Yeah. Maybe make a ham sandwich. There we go. I don't think so that's, I think that's the Scooby Doo ending. Right there, there. They, right, and you pull off the mask, and it's Farmer Jones. Yep. Not Darkseid. Yep. That's so weird because he's a baby Jones. still. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> he's got a cigar and everything else, just like Roger Rabbit. Yep. Funny. Um, aftermath of this issue, we find out that the start of this whole crazy Superman arc that's been going on is that Superman's dying. Um, from a mix of things, but one of the things is from having the. Uh, the shoot, what's Darkseid's planet from? Apocalypse. apocalypse. From having the apocalypse uh, energy in him, I guess. Right. Is well, yeah. Ever since he started doing the whole self-destruct thing, he's had problems. But the energy is what pushed him over the top, I guess. Yeah, the energy from this, and then his battle with Rao in Justice League of America, which is the uh, Kryptonian god yep. Rao. Yep. Yeah. And then, Fighting God. and then he was in a kryptonite room, which I didn't actually read that story, so I'm not sure what exactly happened there. But <laughs> that is one of the big things. He has some crazy kryptonite poisoning now, too. We're going to hit him with everything. Yeah. Kitchen sink. So 
this this story happened, and then the eight part uh, Superman story that we're about to discuss happened. Um, also, in this issue, we found out that the Black Racer didn't actually kill Jessica Cruz, but it killed Volthoom inside her ring, which is kind of awesome. Oh, and we get a really cool shot of uh, Jessica Cruz. Like, full-on Green Lantern style now. Yeah. And it's really awesome, because she has definitely... She's earned it through the right. story. I mean, starting out as, like, a shut-in who's afraid to leave her house. Yeah, at this, at this point, I mean, because of the ring being destroyed and then Voltron being killed, a Green Lantern wing came and found her. Yeah. So it's not even the same ring anymore, which I kind of thought it'd be cool if it was the same ring, just mm-hmm. without the evil demon in it. But... Hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, and the ring, like, straight up, like, disintegrates off her yeah. finger, too. It doesn't just, like, fly off. But it would have been crazy if, well, I guess if Volthoom's dead, then it can't. Yeah, there's the way, nothing left for the it. The way it works is driven by the by the specter inside of it. So if he died, I mean, in theory, I guess all the the different um, personalities or the different souls would still be trapped in it. Yeah, maybe, But maybe yeah. she'd be able to communicate with him, or I don't know. I guess destroying him destroys the ring because they're all one thing. Yeah, that's what I would assume, too. Right, so I guess at this point all the souls are gone, or their memories are gone, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, everything's been released, I think, at this point, probably. Take that, everyone, from Earth 3. The other kind of crazy thing is at the start of this Dark Side War story, when Batman got on the Mobius chair, the like, first thing he asked was, or one of the first things he asked was, what's the Joker's name? And... At the end of this, we found out that the chair responded, not a name, but that there's actually three Jokers. Which is also crazy. Yeah. I have a feeling that's going to have something to do with this whole uh, altered reality. I don't I don't know if it'll actually be three different dudes or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think that it's probably uh, three Jokers from three different parts of the timeline. But at the same time... I mean, in in Scott Snyder's Batman, they were kind of leaning towards Joker being a demon thing. So, if that's the case, then who knows? Wow, there's right good, three good, of them. Good question. Well, the idea that he'd been around forever and he was drinking out of the crazy other Lazarus pit underneath Gotham. Mm. I don't know what they called it, but it wasn't it wasn't called Lazarus Pit. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, if that's the case, I mean. I don't know. Maybe it's something passed it down. I don't know. It, it ultimately doesn't matter because it all looks similar enough that they could be the same dude. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's been multiple times the Joker's had slightly different, like, motivation, I guess. Mm-hmm. And this is a way to explain that kind of. I'm glad it wasn't just a straight up, like, it's Tom. Yeah, no, like, me too. Really? Tom? Of all people. Because part of what makes the Joker great is, the like, the chaos and not knowing what he is, basically. Yeah, the chaos attached to him is what makes him awesome. I don't think the, uh, I think if you had an answer to that, that it would kill the, the whole concept behind him. I mean, really. I mean, he never had an origin from the get-go, so to give an origin now is kind of questionable. So if you make three and then one gets found out eventually, I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. But man, it's still pushing the boundary right there with what I think is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the three Jokers, uh, the first one's like original Joker, right? And then the second one's Killing Joke Joker, and the third one is Scott Snyder's Joker. It's, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Joker. The way they're pictured on the monitors. Which, I guess the pictures might not mean anything, too. They might just be the three versions of Joker they decided to put on the monitor to show there's three of them. Yeah, I was really glad they didn't have a Suicide Squad movie Joker on there. Yeah, that would have been kind of ridiculous. But, right. Um... 
man. What was the, oh, the other crazy thing at the end was we see the Lex Luthor returning to Apocalypse, where they basically forged him a new super suit, and they're like, your symbol is ready, and his symbol is the Superman shield. Superman S? Yeah. And on top of that, somehow he's managed to reprogram mother boxes, and instead of saying ping, they say Lex over and over Which again. Which is freaking weird, but yeah. I do, I do like when he's talking crap on the chair, and he's like, I think it looks better on me. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy. We actually see that later in Superman, too. Oh, yeah? Which is a cool thing. Cool. I think it's funny that, like, one of the first things Lex Luthor does is changes what the mother boxes say. Because <laughs> that would be something that he would do, just because right. he's so into himself that... Yeah, I have him all chant his name instead. Yeah. It is weird, but yeah, that's true. So yeah, that was that was Justice League fifty. That was a lot of the crazy things. Now, did you see anything else, Steve? Or was no, that? That's, that's that's the majority of it. I mean, there's a few random nooks and crannies in there. Some cool conversations with like Hal and and Bats, but not anything that's like revolutionary. Just cool like moments between characters. Yeah, I mean, it's put together pretty well. And for being like a giant sized book, there's a lot of stuff that happens in it. Yeah, and so I mean, those are like the highlights main highlights those are the big things that are going to change a lot of things probably right but yeah you're right the character interactions in it are really really cool and there's a lot of good dialogue between like you said green lantern and batman yeah. and, uh mr miracle and big barda oh right and, yeah we didn't even mention them being in there they're they're, they're pretty cool in there too yeah and the green lantern core the whole green lantern core is in it which is and there's a really really cool scene in there with all of them and the justice league kind of right. charging a big splash page yeah, def- definitely worth checking that one out. Uh, moving on to Superman. Dun, dun, dun. Number 52. Dun, dun, dun. Which is the last new 52 Superman. Dun, dun, dun. It's like most epic Superman's ever been. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Super- Superman no? 52 <laughs> is basically Superman's last stand against uh, a kind of fake superman that he's been fighting through the past couple issues yeah he's really he's all fiery at this point um what we find out is that a sentient beam of energy that i think we're thinking probably came from superman's solar flare power when he used it right shot off and it has superman's dna in it and when it hit this guy it made this guy think that he is superman and so he has all these, he has a lot of Superman's powers and can fly, but we find out that the energy is burning him up inside, and he doesn't really understand it. He just thinks that he, he's Superman the whole time. Right. Um, and so you have a big fight between actual Superman or New 52 Superman. This is where it's going to get crazy, because we're going to have three different Supermans to be talking about. Right. Here. But uh, New 52 Superman and uh, the weird fake clone superman kind of energy superman let's go with energy fire superman yeah because he's all fiery yeah so most of the issue is a fight between them and superman's friends is probably the best way to explain yeah, it. like supergirl's there people can fight fire guy yeah supergirl shows up batman hits him with his plane wonder woman's <laughs> right. there yeah um crazy fight but ultimately superman finds out that at any minute, this guy is basically going to explode, and the energy could be super dangerous to everyone. And so his idea is he's going to bring him up into space, as far away from everyone as he can, 
and as soon as the guy explodes, he's going to try to use his own solar flare power. And I guess the idea is that it'll offset, and he'll absorb the energy that the guy shoots out. So I think the explosion will beget the other explosion, which is weird, but okay. Yeah, I think what they were going is because how he regains his power is by absorbing sunlight, absorbing energy. Okay. So I think the idea is is that when he explodes, he'll be like a vacuum and suck up all the other guys' energy. And it does work. As soon as they go up there, he explodes, and the other guy explodes, and sucks up all the energy and goes falling back down to Earth, where he's caught by pre-New 52 Superman. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So if you've been reading Lois and Clark, which we've talked about at least once on the podcast, it's pre-52 Superman, meaning ever since Convergence, both the Superman have been in the universe, and that particular storyline's been going on. I don't know, I guess the last issue of it, it was a six-part. I think the last issue came out, it must have come out two weeks ago. I think it was eight. Is it eight? It's eight, and it came, yeah. It came out pretty recently. Yeah, the last issue came out pretty recent. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's been hanging out doing things, and then he shows up in this book to, uh, help Superman get to space, and then, in the midst of the fight, Superman looks at, well, Superman New 52, punches out old pre-New 52 Superman back down to Earth to keep him away from the explosion. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. And it took me a minute to kind of understand why, but I think it's because they don't know what this, what the other guy's explosion is going to do exactly. Well, yeah, I think that uh, the idea is that if one of, if they're both going to die, there's no reason for all three of them to die. Yeah. And so... Just to be safe, probably right. better not have him around kind of thing. Right, which was the whole, yeah, the whole thing going on. After... Uh, he catches him and brings him back down to the ground. You can tell that he's, like, overcharged is probably the best way to say it. Like, energy's kind of leaking out of him everywhere. He looks pretty green, I would yeah, say. Yeah, he's got a weird skin tone because of all the nonsense. Um, but he gets down there and says his goodbyes to everyone because he knows this is the end, basically. And, and he's been he's known it for a while. It's been kind of interesting, because anytime you talk to Batman or Wonder Woman or anyone, they're like, well, let's figure out how we can fix this. We know all the smartest people in the world. Right. We can find a way, and Superman's like, no, I'm. it's the end. It makes me wonder if there's something else at play there. But, yeah, I don't know. Good question. But, um, as soon as he says his goodbyes to everyone, he straight up explodes. <laughs> yeah. And a crazy, like a lot of the... The, it's a different color than the energy beams we've seen before, but he explodes into these all these crazy energy beams, basically. Yeah, like red lightning almost. Um, we notice, too, that the red lightning hits both Lois Lane and Lena Lane. Lana? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is... It's, I think that's a pretty significant Well, we've seen there. pictures since... Prior to the Rebirth coming out, prior to this book coming out, we've seen a picture of a very Lois Lane-looking superwoman. Yeah. And she's wearing a very blue and red-yellow costume. Yep. Just like Superman. So, like, superwoman, but from our Earth. Yep. And something else that we that happened in the uh, the uh, Justice League book, whenever uh, Superwoman gets Omega-beamed to death... Mm-hmm. Um, Owlman calls her Lois. Oh, well, yeah, that's who Superwoman from... Right. So the idea that it's Lois and this is Lois also is crazy. It is pretty cool. Right? 
with the what's weird though, and it's a little bit different, is that their version of Lois Lane was an Amazon. Well, true. I mean, she was Wonder Woman just with a different name. Yeah. So not not the same. It's just interesting that it's you know Superwoman is Lois. Superwoman Lane. and Superwoman, and they're both Lois. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty It's just cool. nonsense, Ross. Keep going. Um, so in the aftermath of Superman dying, we've kind of seen a lot of people's reactions. And this is where the Lex Luthor thing kind of ties in. Because one of the panels is Lex Luthor staring at his Apocalypse Superman suit in a case. Right. And I know we've seen previews for action comics where, uh, where Lex Luthor is flying around saying he's Superman, basically. Yeah, which is still bizarre, but whatever. Um, oh, and then, uh, when, after Superman's death, I guess it, what's crazy is he explodes, but right. then he, like, turns into sand, basically. Like, or ash, sand or ash, except everything except for his cape. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Um, and after that happens, pre-New 52... Superman flies off, and and Batman's like, "Well, how will we get a hold of you?" And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll get a hold of you." And I think that they're kind of setting up future Justice League stuff there, right? Which will be cool. Uh, yeah, overall, the, this whole Superman arc has been pretty good. It's been pretty crazy seeing how it worked out, and and kind of wondering what the future holds for Superman. I don't think I've ever been as excited as I am about the future of Superman as I am now. Right. Well, I mean, the Superman stories, there's some rocky time in the middle, but it wasn't bad. Mm. Just rocky because stories were fighting against each other, so... I think, I mean, and it's part of what we'll discuss with Rebirth, probably, but when you get rid of all of Superman's legacy, it's kind of hard for him to be the same Superman. Superman. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I've liked the Lois and Clark Superman so much okay. is because you have all that still and you have the right throwback to the yeah the old stories with the with all the old history yeah yeah that's a good point the story the stories were really cool I mean what they were doing with it was pretty good and that's also stuff we work with the, their son who's going to be in the Super Sons book later so mm. I mean it, yeah it has some pretty it's some cool stuff in it it was a pretty good miniseries. Yeah, yep. And then moving straight on from Superman 52, we have the DC Rebirth special. Dun, dun, dun. Which is probably more likely DC Rebirth starring Wally West. Well, I mean, if you're going to kick it off with something, that's a long title. Yep. Try to make an acronym and you can't get anything out of that. No, you can't. It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway. The the crazy thing about this book, and that's not just, I mean, there's lots of crazy things. Mm Mm-hmm. Something crazy on the sales side. So the first prints are all two ninety nines. Uh-huh. Whether it be well, I guess if you got midnight variants and maybe they're more expensive depending where you were. But as far as the books are concerned, the second printings that are going to come out middle of next month, I think, or yeah, uh, I don't remember the date. Soon. Yeah. They are five ninety nine books. Holy smokes! Right, take that in your teeth. So the, there's something to learn there too, though. Mm. That's the first time it came out. It's a pretty big value on right. what's there because it's a pretty huge book. It was like 80 pages, man. Yeah, and it's, I don't remember very many commercials if there were any. No, 
Like, uh, there may have been one, maybe, but I don't remember any. Yeah, there was a little bit of build-up in the books towards it when it was coming out, but nothing like some of their other bigger events have had. Right. That's just a thing about marketing or whatever. No, That's you get snooze you lose, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> Five ninety nine. Yep. Man. That's the price of an image comic trade. It's true. It's right. But it's about half the size, too, so. Uh, okay. Duly noted, sir. <laughs> Move on. All right. So what Rebirth is about, as we mentioned, it's basically DC Rebirth, the Wally West special. Was that what I said? That's what you said. Said something like that. Yes. Um, basically, what you found out is that Wally West was in the Speed Force when Flashpoint happened, and he's been stuck there ever since. This is pre-New 52 Wally West. Yeah, not not new Wally West, but right. classic Wally West that's been Kid Flash and Flash and... The mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Strawberry mechanic. Go on. <laughs> when, I guess when Darkseid died. So not, this is where it gets kind of crazy, because Darkseid actually died in Justice League prior to being resurrected as a baby. Like in issue 10. Yeah. So I guess when he died the first time, it opened a rift in reality, and somehow Wally West was able to make it through. Right, so like, I think in the same crack that, that caused the whole Forever Evil to happen. Mm. Yeah. And what's crazy is when he came through, he's it's not like he's a person. It's like he's living lightning, and he can't form his body again, basically. Right. Um. So he's trying to find, he explains that this had happened to him before, but he always had a lightning rod, something that he could attract himself to and pull himself back through. Right, like an anchor that allowed him to... Focus enough to be able to reform. But this time, that didn't happen. Uh, at this point, this time, there's no Iris around. So Wally's wife in the future... Linda. Oh, sorry, Linda. Yeah, you're good. Iris was Barry. Yep. Linda's... Lin, yes, Linda. Has always been Wally's lightning rod, or his, his, his point of focus. Yeah. So this time around, though, she's not around. And he... Nobody remembers him, so... Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, she's she's around. Well, she exists. But she's not the same. Yeah, just like everybody else is slightly different. Mm. She's slightly different, but different enough that there's no connection for the two of them. Yeah. And I guess, I guess basically what you find out is that in Wally West's time, outside of reality, as this crazy living lightning type of thing, he's discovered that someone, or some people... An outside force. Has tampered with... Uh, reality. Right. And when Flashpoint happened, they made it seem like Barry was the one that changed it when he when he reset reality. Right. But in actuality, someone reached in and changed things just enough. Just enough that we lost ten years and the things that don't fit right don't fit right because of what this person or entity did. Yeah. And, uh, like, when the books first started, we all thought Pandora was a big part of it, which, I mean, she was. But... As far as, like, who was actually at hand, she was always trying to chase down the person that had done it. Mm. And in the end, what she wound up running into didn't actually answer that question. Yeah. Which, something bad happens during the beginning of this book, too. Yeah. Yeah. You remember how Superwoman got disintegrated? Yeah. Very, very similar. It's a very similar thing. Like, yeah, she's pretty snuffed out of existence. Yep. Lind back to another book that well, I guess we'll mention later... And something that happened to a person in that particular book. Yep. Not the book we just mentioned. (laughs) 
It'll all make sense in about ten minutes, probably. All right, go on. Um, so when Wally West finally makes himself back to Earth, one of the first people he tries to find is Batman. Right. Because Batman's the great detective, and if anyone will remember him... Or can figure out who he is. Yeah. He'd be Batman. Uh, unfortunately, Wally West shows up, and he's like, Barry? Batman says Barry. Right. Uh, and Wally West tries to get him to hang on long enough to pull him back into reality, but he misses it. Right. But he does remind him of Thomas Wayne's note from Flashpoint right. to New 52 Batman. And so I guess Wally West is trying to get, A, people to remember him, but B, for people to try to remember... What the past universe was? Yeah. Yeah. And so by Batman finding the note... Yeah, I would assume it started to jog Batman's memory. Hopefully. I mean, it doesn't answer the questions right away, but it definitely is something outside of time that only works with crazy reality bending. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like we said, Wally West gets pulled away. He's, it's not enough for him to get pulled back into reality. Right. And the thing he's trapped in is the Speed Force, right? Yeah. And the Speed Force is always pulling at him to try to erase him because he's an anomaly. Yeah. And, uh... So, after Batman, he gets pulled to this crazy old guy in a nursing home. Which was pretty odd. Yeah. And if you, I mean, I kind of knew who this character was before, but I didn't even recognize him when no. I saw him here. It turns out that this was Johnny Thunder, mm-hmm. a member of the Justice Society. Like, who, old member of the Justice Society. Yeah. Whose, whose power involved a genie. Uh, well, basically a genie called Thunderbolt. Right. And so that's Wally says he was he was pulled to him because of the lightning, but it was something different. It wasn't the same. Was it wasn't the, the Speed Force. It right. was something else. Was the name, the namesake, I guess, which is crazy. But I guess uh, Johnny Thunder remembers stuff, but everyone thinks he's crazy because right. he's an old senile man. Well, he's living in a nursing home at this point, and so everything he talks about, they all think he's just nuts. Yeah. And so when Wally West finds him, he, it's, he almost gets pulled through, but then the security guards in the nursing home break into the room, and it's enough to distract Johnny Thunder for Wally West to get pulled back in again. Right. And Johnny didn't actually think it was Wally, though. Johnny thought it was somebody else from the old... He, he thought it was his genie, I think. Yeah. The from, Thunderbolt. From, from the old uh, Justice Society stuff. Yeah. As uh, as Wally's getting pulled away, he tells him, "Your what does he say? Your friends aren't gone. They might not remember everything, but they're not gone. Right? You need to find the Justice Society again." So, what's crazy about this is we've known that with Rebirth, Justice Society is coming back at some point. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's talk about it as being one of the titles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we know there's going to be one that happens. What I'm interested to see happen. Is I think that this will reestablish, uh, like a Jay Garrick and a Alan Scott in our universe. It may very well, yeah. Which means characters like Jade might still be around Ooh. too. I ain't thought about that implication. Yeah, so I'm hoping that we'll get some of that stuff later in this rebirth. When Maybe. We... Um, so after Wally gets pulled away from Johnny Thunder. He sees another person that's lost in time. Uh, this crazy, I mean, blonde hair girl is being questioned by the police for stealing food. Right. Because she claims where she's from, food is free. And they think she's nuts. Yeah. 
Uh, it turns out that it is Saturn Girl from the Legion of Superheroes. Correct. And it, they have this really awesome conversation where she's like, I need to talk to Superman. And the police officer, because this takes place after our Superman 52, yep. is like, I don't know if you've heard, but the Justice League is saying Superman's dead. And she says, oh, he may very well be. I'm still waiting for Superman. Right. Which is awesome, because... Well, it's not the first time he died. It's yeah. Funny. Whether she knows which version of Superman it is or not, this is, this is not something that's new to her. And Plus, she's from the future. I mean, that's how Legion works. Yeah, so, so she knows what's going to happen. Right. Or she thinks she knows what's going to happen. Well, yeah, that, that's go thinks she knows. What's because gonna I think sometimes the Legion of Superheroes... They think Wait. something's going to happen, and then something changes reality or something well, like we're that. We're so far in the future, too, that what, they, what they're what they living by is, like, old textbooks and whatever writings were around from the day. So it's not quite the same as having a video library or something. So yeah, just because something is supposed to happen doesn't mean it happens the, the way that you would think. Exactly. But it's cool. I'm glad. I mean... Part of what this book is supposed to be setting up is legacy things that have happened, I mm-hmm. guess. And so now you got Justice Society and Legion of Superheroes, which are both... Well, they're both legacy pieces for Superman. Mm-hmm. And, and they're both just, like, crazy parts, or really awesome parts of DC history... Sure. ...that have kind of been erased with New 52. I'll give you that, okay. We, we had some Legion of Superheroes books, but they didn't last yeah, very long. Yeah, I mean, they did and, Legion Lost, and then they did Legion... Um, well, but it's true, they, they, they didn't last super long. I mean, I think Legion Lost only got 18 issues, maybe? Yeah. I don't remember what the other Legion superheroes held apart ran, I don't remember that. But, and like you said, a big part of both of those is they are with Superman's past. Right. And so, it'll be it'll be good to have those connections again. Um, I don't know... Well, Saturn if, Girl's awesome, too, so... Yeah, yeah, Saturn Girl is awesome. I don't know if Wally West sees these people or not, but the next thing you get is kind of these flashes of different parts of legacies, I guess you could say. Right. Um, the first one being, you flash to Ryan Choi. I think that's how you say it, right, Ryan? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, he's being yelled at by the dean of the university because his employer slash mentor, who is Ray Palmer, we find out, has been missing from work for a really long time. And it turns out he's been covering for him. Yeah. Um, so Ryan finally is like goes to his office and he's, he says, I know I'm not supposed to disturb you while you're working, but this is a pretty big deal. And as he's doing that, there's a key slip through, I think is what happens. Something slips under the door and he goes in the room where he finds a video message of Ray Palmer telling him he's stuck in the microverse. And he needs Ryan to go and get him. Um, it's a key, yeah. Yeah. So it's a really cool setup for future Adam stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the, both the characters that were the Adam, so... And I don't think either of them were together at the same time before no. like that, either. I want to say that... Yeah, I think one was dead when the other one came around. Mm-hmm. So... And then the other one died when the other one came back. That's true. It came back from the dead when they killed... Yeah, that's true. Huh. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, neither one of them around at the same time. So really cool Adam stuff, and Adam really hasn't been around in Not New lately, 52. no. I mean, he showed up during, uh, I think the last thing I remember him prevalently in was the beginning of Flashpoint, or not Flashpoint, the beginning of Black as Night. 
Yeah. Because he shows up in there, and it's pretty intense for the first issue and a half with him in it. Mm-hmm. But I, other than that, I mean, the last time we I, I saw the character, period, was the mini-comic in Batman Dark Knight Volume... Or Bat, 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 Batman Dark Knight Master Race Volume 3. <laughs> wow. Uh, Talk about a bad acronym right, title. That's a, yeah, letters and numbers. numbers. <laughs> Number one. My God. Batman Dark Knight 3, The Master Race... Number one had the mini comic inside of it, that is an Adam mini comic. Yep. So uh, there's that, and that's like six months back. Yep. And he Regular hasn't continuity. No. He hasn't shown up as the Adam no. in DC continuity, but Ray Palmer was a big part of the Frankenstein comic when it was out. Oh right, yeah, yeah okay. I don't think Ryan Choi's been in anything yet in New Fifty Two. You know, I don't think so, but. Um. Not that I can tell you, yeah. It'll be crazy to see him. I think the last Adam we had was the one that ended up being the crime syndicate Adam. Oh, right. The the chick. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even think about her being... But yeah, she did have the Adam powers, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we had a cool cool legacy scene where both the Adams are connected now, and you're going to have a cool microverse adventure, I'm hoping, in the near future. Oh, that's a possibility. And then skipping from Adam, we have one of my favorites, which are the two Blue Beetles. <laughs> which is also kind of crazy, because that never happened before either. Right. There's either Jaime or Ted. Mm-hmm. Neither, both. I don't think both of them at the same time, unless it was... Now, you don't remember a book that happened in, actually. No, I no. Don't. Jaime existed well after well, Yeah, because he was supposed to be dead. Yeah. Um, Ted's this is, dead. This is Ted's cool dead. because Ted's death was supposed to be like the ultimate never come back from the dead death, basically. We've heard a lot of nevers before Ross. Yeah. And we knew he was coming back because in Forever Evil, Lex Luthor killed his father. And right. They talked about his son in that issue. Right. Ted um, Court Industries and... Well, actually, there, I want to say a couple issues following that, there's a point where Ted, prior to being Adam at all... Was in a helicopter with Luther. Very similar situation the way Luke, the way his parents died with Luther killing them. Oh really? Yeah, talking about well, I don't I know my dad doesn't want me to sell, but I don't want to do this and yeah, there's a whole thing huh. goes down it's somewhere in the Justice League. I don't remember what issues. Oh, that's it was. crazy. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. But it makes sense. But, you know what? Maybe it wasn't Justice League. It could have been Action Comics. Maybe. Now I think about, it, I think it was Action. Huh? But yeah, because we have Lex kill the parents the issue before. And then the next issue, he's up flying in the plane with the son. He's like, I don't know what your parents would have wanted you to do, but, you know, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You sell to me, like Luther. <laughs> so in in this book, in Rebirth, what you find out is Jaime went to Ted to try to get him to get the beetle off of him. Because the beetle gives him crazy powers, but the beetle also kind of has a mind of its own and right. can do some bad things if it wants to. Well... If they're going to follow the original, well, the other story for it is because, well, the Beatles an alien, well, <laughs> it, it's magic, alien, you know, I'm not sure what story they're going to use. Just go on. Well, okay, so Jaime shows up and is trying to get him to get it off, and Ted has a complete other idea of what he wants to do. Instead of getting it off, he wants to be able to use it and basically make a crime-fighting team of Jaime and himself. He's trying to make it the Adam, kind of like Batman Robin, but Adam Adam. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Sorry, I'm Blue Beetle. My bad. <laughs> You're good. 
Um, and so he b- has built the bug, which the bug is a crazy, awesome flying spaceship thing. Right. That looks like a giant bug. Well, yeah, it looks like a giant beetle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's old school, but, but redrawn in the new, whatever, new style, I guess. Mm. But it still looks basically the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty I, awesome. I, I guess mean. the look is kind of an important thing to talk about here, too, because yeah. Ted isn't wearing his Blue Beetle costume, really. really weird, but yeah, he's got the goggles, but not the rest of it. He's got his goggles, which I'm assuming are probably, like, welding goggles. That's why he's got them on. It's quite possible. And then he's wearing a T-shirt with the Blue Beetle logo on it. Right. Which I'm guessing he probably made after... You know, yeah, probably. Because we're getting a different origin for Ted here, too, because we right. don't have the previous Blue Beetle that was... That's true. Inspired him to be the Blue Beetle. Now we have more where Jaime showed up, and because he's wanting to work with him, he's making his own. Well, yeah, when Jaime happened, Ted was dead, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, this being different because of him being alive and things. Yeah. Uh, so Jaime flies off, and as Jaime flies off, Dr. Fate shows up. And what's awesome about Dr. Fate is it's definitely classic Dr. Fate that shows up. Yeah, he's got the cape and everything. And this is kind of what you were talking about that is kind of weird is we've been led to believe first Jaime's beetle, the scarab on him that gave him his powers and makes his suit, was supposed to be magic. Right. And then they found out it was alien. Alien technology. And now Dr. Fate is showing back up again and being like, the aliens have been a lie. It's still magic. It's magic. So you have a retcon of a retcon. That's true. Which is kind of awesome. Super weird. Um, after the awesome Blue Beetle scene with Dr. Fate, Wally is skipping through and kind of seeing a bunch of other things that are big changes that are happening. Right. One of which is Damien turning 13. Damien Wayne. Right. Which will be a big deal. When we get to the next batch of books, yes. Yep. Well, and I guess there's a panel in here that has it, too. Yeah. So, yeah. He's turning 13, and he gets this crazy smile on his face. That's not, like, happy smile. It's like, I have a scheme yeah. going. Yeah. Well, we know where he's going to land now, so... Yeah, and that's we've found it out that he's, that he's going to be the leader of Teen Titans. Right. Which, I think this is awesome, because pre-New 52, we had Damien in Teen Titans for a minute. Right. But it was because Batman wanted him to be there. It wasn't because he wanted to be there himself. Right. And so I think this will be a cool change of tone because it's like he's the one that wants to do this now, not being forced to. Right. Matter of choices versus not having an option. Yeah. And then we also see our new Green Lantern from Justice League 50 talking to Hal with a ring. Right. Um... And Hal's telling her that she needs to team up with the Green Lantern with a gun. I don't think he doesn't call him that, but she does. Yeah. Baz, Simon Baz. Yep. Which, he hasn't really been in anything either recently. For, Not lately. Well, he's been in that Green right. Lantern Corps, Edge of Oblivion book. But, oh, well, that's true, I guess. Okay. But he, I mean, he was a pretty big deal when he first showed up and then kind of died off. Right. But we knew, because Jeff Johns likes to write his futures that we were going to have the duo of Baz and Jessica eventually. Right. Now we just see how that's actually going to unfold. Come to fruition. Yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy nonsense. This is awesome. Nonsense. (laughs) Uh, We also see a returning character that I was really, really happy to see 
in uh, Jackson Hyde, who was Aqualad right before New before 52. Before New 52 happened, back during uh, Brides of Day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, really, really cool version of Aqualad that has, like, awesome electric powers. And, yeah, he's a water bearer like Mira. Right. Except for he has to have, uh, like, because he's part human, he has to have pieces of weapons that make him, too, right. basically. Uh, he also is Black Mana's son. If that part still raises true, because at this one we don't know for sure. It might not, yeah. I hope, it, I hope it does, different. because that was a cool... It was an interesting take, yeah, that he had a son that was half Clanian. It was a very Star Wars-y yeah, type Yeah, that's true. Thing. Yeah, I could see that. Um, His helmet's very Star Wars-y, too. It is. It's Black, Black Man helmet. Is. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, we do find out, though, that he is gay now. Yeah. Which, right. yeah, that's kind of, I'm in the same boat. Um, it is weird that they, they picked a character that already had a predisposed, like, yeah, because he had, like, a girlfriend. They tried to stay, but... Yeah. But, I mean, Whatever. I guess he wasn't a super well-known character, too, so... The universe has been reshaped, Ross. Yeah, anything can Take happen. that. You and the animated series of Young Justice. Yeah. Um, we also get to see a couple of... We get to see the Pandora scene that we talked about earlier. Right. And we also see Grail and Baby Darkseid in the cave, where Grail is talking about how she heard... Wonder Woman has a twin brother, and he has all this power. And now we have to find him. Which is cool, because I think we're going to get her in the Wonder Woman story, probably. Now. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she showed up in it before, too, but it makes a lot of sense of that was what it wound up being about. Yeah. From there, Wally sees the scene where Superman died. Right. And Superman exploded in Superman 52. And here we get a bunch of characters that look little bit different and kind of have never been around each other before and it's something that if you don't pay close attention to it it probably doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal right but we get black canary and green arrow meeting for the first time in the new 52 yeah and they do bring that up mentioned a few times later on in the same book we also see raven in her classic costume not in her new 52 costume right Captain Adam is back. Also crazy. He's no one started at the very beginning, had eight issues, and they pulled him. And didn't he, like, disappear or something? Like, something crazy happened yeah, to him. Yeah, his inning was kind of ambiguous. Um, and Firestorm. What I remember. Firestorm's there, too. And I, I remember something happened to Firestorm in Justice League. I don't remember exactly mm. what happened to him, but... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. But we haven't seen him for a while, either. Booster? Man, you know, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. So we have a whole bunch of characters that either haven't been around each other or haven't really shown up much at all meeting. So it's kind of like Superman's death is bringing a bunch of characters together. Right. And, and building sense. connections that might not have been there as much before. Maybe. I mean, that's part of the payoff for it, but mm. it's, I don't think it's, I think it's too early to say that for sure. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to get Black Canary and Green Arrow, and that was a big... Right. The Green Arrow book's going to feature both of them. Mm. So... Pre-New 52 Superman, at this point, we see a scene with him, and he's walking out of the hotel, and Lois is like, should we be letting our son watch this? Is he learning too much? Uh, their son, who has just developed his superpowers, we found out, in right. Lois and Clark, Lois, yeah. uh, is sitting there watching the news of Superman's death, and I'm sure it confuses him. 
It would, it would trip me out if I was a kid. But as Superman's leaving, he's like, I died in the previous universe and came back. It's going to happen with this one, too. He, he's like, believes it completely. This, he's pretty adamant about it, yeah. Yeah. And as he's walking out of his hotel, this crazy hooded figure shows up. He was in Jeff John's Superman run. And he's like, neither you or the the dead Superman? I don't remember what he calls him. I can't right. Yeah, I don't remember. Or the other saying. Superman might have been what he said or what you think you are. And and Superman's like, well, what can I call you? And he's like, well, my name's not important, but you can call me Mr. Oz. And th- that was his name in previous. Well, he's wearing a green like cloak thing, too. Yeah, like Wizard of Oz style. Right. Mm-hmm. Dirty. Um, a lot of crazy theories about who this character is and and what's happening. Right. I guess our our problem is when Convergence happened, they introduced Lois and Clark Superman, pre-New 52 Superman. Right. They were kind of leading you down the road that pre-New 52 was a different universe. Right. And now we're finding out that it was actually all the same universe that things were just messed up. Skewed, yeah. So... It can't be the case that they're from parallel universes now. And he even says that, like, when he's saying that we were from a parallel universe in this book, it's in quotation marks. Right. Well, to point it out to you. So there's a couple of crazy theories I have on who this Mr. Oz character is and what... You know, the Internet's talking about it too, Ross, but yeah. What Superman is, who they are. Yeah, right. who they are. What the, what the weird statement's supposed to mean. Um, or supposed to mean. Excuse me, supposed to mean... So, uh, I guess, well, I was going to wait till the end to get into this, because it's kind of the catcher, or the catch, the catcher. Catcher in the Rye? Yeah. That's a different book. I was thinking, like, the baseball thing. Oh, oh yeah. The the catch at the end of the book. We can go, we can, we can, we can go back to this. Y- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Move on. Yes. Si, senor. <laughs> Um, I guess we'll come, we'll come back to the Superman theories when we sure. hit the, hit the end. Uh, more crazy stuff that Wally sees as he's flying around the world is Aquaman proposing to Mira, which is awesome because that was kind of like when New 52 happened, they're like, no one can be happy. They, they can't be married because that doesn't lead to good stories. And no so, one's married. It was always funny because Aquaman and Mira always acted like they were still. It was, it was just like it wasn't a big deal until someone pointed out that right. they couldn't be married. Which is stupid. Yeah, which is dumb. That's all throwing rocks at other stories, Batwoman in particular. Mm. Stupid. So Aquaman proposes to Mira finally, and then Wally finally finds Linda, who was his wife in the previous universe. Right. Um, shows up to her... And she kind of acts like she knows who she is, who who he is. For a second, yeah. She has like a surprised look on her face, like, I can't believe I'm seeing you. But then at the end of his big spiel about everything, I can't believe I found you, and all that stuff, she's like, I don't know who you are. And it's like the ultimate blow right. to Wally. It's pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty bad. Because he assumed that if anyone could pull a mech into this world, it would be his wife. Right. Yeah. You Makes know. sense. I would I would assume that as well. So, you know, I personally I would assume the next guy first. Yeah, but that's just me. I mean, we honestly we need a story. So yeah, well, and that's what's funny is he goes after 
after Linda can't bring him back. Which I guess that kind of does tie back to him saying that she was always the one that could bring him back before. No, I mean, it makes sense why he was looking for her. I mean, it it, it fits. But after he's done looking for her, he decides he's going to find Barry. Right. And just to say thank you before the Speed Force completely... Well, yeah, at this point, he's tried to re- re-stabilize himself so many times that it's ripping him apart, killing him now. So yeah. he's like, I only got one more message. <laughs> yeah. And so he shows up to Barry, and I love this scene, because we really haven't had much of this kind of flash in this universe yet. It's so cool, because he's rescuing these people from a burning building. Right. And then one of the kids is like, I'm hungry. So he goes to a pizza place, gets all these pizzas, brings them back to the kids, goes back and renovates the pizza store for the people as like a thank you for the pizza. Right. So you get this really cool side of Barry that not only does he love saving people, but he makes them like as comfortable as they can be. And he wants to be like the ultimate positive superhero, you know? Right. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's... And maybe we've never seen that before because we haven't seen it through Wally's eyes like we're seeing this here. Maybe. But but it was a really cool take on Barry that I feel like has been missing for a little while. Oh, this is pretty cool. I mean, it's it's stuff that you wouldn't normally see in the books because it doesn't lead to... It's not action-y. It's yeah, not... it doesn't lead to more more pieces, and but or more action. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. But it, but it's really good character building for oh, yeah. what Barry is, and for sure, yeah, it's really it's really pretty cool. And so Wally West shows up to him, and and Barry kind of has that same look that Linda had on her face of like what the I, hell? Yeah, what's going Shock? on? Surprise! Yeah. And Wally's like, "Well, I just wanted to say thank you. You gave me my whole life, basically." And it does this cool like close up panel of Barry kind of squinting his eyes, like, and then all of a sudden them getting great big and he pulls them out and says, how could I ever forget you? Right. Pulls them out of the speed force. Yeah. We get a whole bunch of flashes of him being a kid and like his whole life being connected to Barry and how it was connected. It was really cool. Yeah. And what's awesome in this scene with those flashbacks is we see Wally West remembering pre new 52 and Barry remember remembering pre new 52 but you also see him remembering New 52 stuff that we didn't know he was there for. But now that he's back in the universe, it's like it's rewriting itself to have him there. Right. Um, which leads, it ties back in. We talked about the Titans Hunt book before. Right. Uh, we didn't go over the last issue, but the very last issue has Wally West lightning strike in it. And they're talking about how they have all these forgotten memories, and there was a tenth member of the team they forgot about, and they couldn't remember who it was. Right, until lightning happened. Mm-hmm. So this memory thing coming back already started over in the T- Titans Hunt book. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird, because it's like a different... It's like they're remembering stuff, but they're not quite remembering Free New 52 stuff right. yet. It, it's, all, it's all a it's crazy weird. memory yeah. thing. But um, what's awesome about this is we get Wally West back. Oh, and I totally skipped this, but we find out that the other Wally West, the colored Wally West in the other book, right, is cousin. Yeah, they're cousins, different different dads. Bizarre. And they both, I mean, they've always it's always been that way too. Yeah, story wise, it's that there's always been the other Wally. I don't think anyone's ever really paid attention to no. what either of their dads' names are to be like, well, it's oh, never it's a been, different guy. But. Yeah, no, it's never really been used for anything. 
I mean, it's there, but not ever highlighted, I guess. Yeah. Which is really freaking bizarre, actually. Uh, it's cool, but it's freaking weird. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have two Wally Wests now. Which are actually different people. Yeah. And I think it'll be awesome. Uh, I've heard that there's probably going to be a little bit of old Wally West training new Wally West. Which cool. I think could lead to some pretty funny shenanigans going on. Well, sure. They both have a very similar personality, so... Yeah. That could be pretty... Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so the so Flashes reconnect. Now Barry is starting to kind of remember pre-New 52 a little bit, too. He remembers the Flashpoint, and he immediately thinks that it's his fault that things are the way they are. Right. And while he tells him, no, something else is at play here. It's It's not you. You're not the one that redid things this way. Um, Which leads to the next piece. Yeah, and the very, very tail end is a scene from The Watchmen, basically. Right. Uh, word for word, quoted sections of it, leading you to believe that the person that's probably been changing DC's continuity is Dr. Manhattan. Dun, dun, dun. So they don't straight up say that ever. No, but what we see in the imagery is the watch. We see the planet Mars. Well, I assume it's Mars. Um, so it's it's all very Manhattan connected. Yeah. And what's crazy is, okay, so we, we skipped over some things, and this actually connects the stuff all the way back in Justice League 50 when we were talking about that. Right. Because at the end of Justice League 50, we have Owlman and... Um, Chew. No. Who's the other guy that grabbed the chair with him? The guy that normally rides the chair. The... It's not Mobius, because it's a Mobius chair. Oh, I should know this. Yeah, we just talked about it. It's not Metron, is it? Maybe. Might be Metron. I'm going to say it's Metron. (laughs) Good answer. Uh, But Metron's talking to Owlman, and they're both on... I assumed it was the moon, but it might have been another planet. Possible. And... uh, Alman tells asks the chair to just tell him everything. And when he asks the chair that, he says he says something like it's not possible or something. And they look up and then the next scene is just the chair sitting there and like blood on the chair and on the Smoking ground. Smoking blood everywhere, yeah. yeah. Um It's pretty yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a pretty pretty Doctor Manhattan well, killing. Death there. Earlier when we talked about um, Pandora, and Pandora having something done to her, a lot like what happened to Grail, well, if, if you ever read The Watchmen, or saw the Watchmen movie, uh, there's a particular character with the shape-changing or image-changing mask that gets turned into like a gravy stain. Yeah. This is very much like that. Yeah, pretty much the exact same scene. Pretty much. Um, and then we'd also... You kind of skipped ahead with the Superman part about the Superman theories. Right. The, like, leading theory that I've seen online, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for who the Mr. Oz character is. Sure. Is Ozymandias from Watchmen as right. well. Um, sim- I mean, it's not as much in this book as it is in the Jeff Johns Superman run. Right. But when he's there, he's watching Superman on exactly nine monitor screens and... He has something locked up in a room, 
This is very, uh... And one of his employees has a tattoo that's very similar to the Nostalgia Perfume company that he runs. Yeah, depending which direction you face it. Like, when, yeah, it's... Yeah, that's what it is. And he has the same colored eyes, which... That might not mean anything, but they made it pretty clear what his eye color was in this book. Which is also weird. If, if it didn't matter, why would they do it? Yeah. And so, I mean, one theory is that this Mr. Oz is Ozymandias, who might have created New 52 Superman. Oh. Oh, right, right, as a clone. Mm-hmm. With you now. Yeah, possible, I guess. S- some of my other theories don't tie as much into the Watchmen thing, right. but... I also think there's a chance it could be because we're reintroducing the Legion of Superheroes that it could be one of them come back to help Superman along his way. Well, if you remember the beginning of Superboy, or the Superboy in the current unit, well, I guess he's not around anymore. Pre-New 52 Superboy. No, not pre-New. Superboy from this from current 52. Oh. Because he was a crazy clone of... Lois and right. Clark's Son. Superman, or Lois, Lois and Clark Kent's Superman from the... God, man, this is hard to explain. It's a so, story. <laughs> it is. Let me try not to trip over it again. So, Lois Lane and Clark Kent's son, from the future, had a crazy disease and was dying. and So in order to save him, a character named Harvest cloned him, traveled him back in time, then turned himself into a villain, trying to create a villain team, which was ridiculous... And the Superboy that was running around during the beginning of New 52 was a clone of the dying son of Lois and Clark, which in this universe wasn't even a thing Mm. then. And now, well, it's a thing. So could it be Legion of Superheroes because of time travel? It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that's true. And actually, why I said Preening 52 is when... Superboy was resurrected. Right. That was part of his story, too, is that Legion of Superheroes characters had came back in time and just kind of implanted themselves into society around Superboy. Oh, right. That's and, true. and were basically raising him, or meaning like the people that he would see every day. That Right, that's true. It helped shape who he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that part either. That's a, okay, that's an interesting lane, I guess. I'm going more towards the New 52 side of things, but yeah. Yeah, they both they both add the same equation that it's possible that Doctor Oz is actually a Superman from the future. Yeah, which is freaking crazy. Yeah, and I mean it starts to make it make sense how we could have two Supermen now, right? Because if one they're not from parallel universes, then there has to be something else there, right? Well, if they're the same man and it's from just different points of time, this whole explosion thing and in. Him being saved just before the explosion by Legion, maybe. Then time travel to the future, sent back to the past, all being the same dude. <laughs> all kinds it's, of the crazy time yeah, travel well, that Steve likes. It does make the brain hurty, but at the same time, I do <laughs> like time travel. That's true. I very much do. Anyway, definitely cool like mysteries around Superman. I, you know, and... it's an interesting batch of interesting. I mean, it is possible, too, that... I mean, another theory that was out there was that... Whenever the universe was rebuilt or restructured or whatever, that for whatever reason, whoever was doing it, whether it's Dr. Manhattan or not, couldn't understand Superman and Clark Kent being the same person. So he created two. One to be Superman, one to be Clark Kent. 
problem. Both of them have the same powers because they're both the same dude. Mm-hmm. Both of them have the same abilities because they're both the same dude. Oh, that makes sense. So, as far as there being two of them, they're not the same guy, but they're sort of the same guy. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is we know from the write-ups for the next batch of Superman and action comics is that someone is calling themselves Clark Kent, too, running right. around. So, I mean, that is also leads to that being a possibility. Yeah. I guess depending depends on what happens with that part of things, I guess. I mean, all three of those are possibilities. And it could also be Swamp Thing, I guess. So yep. there's a fourth possibility. Because, <laughs> hey, I'm Jeff Johns, why not? Yep, Swamp Thing's always an option. <sighs> it shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> Pulls off the green hood, and it's crazy Swamp Thing. Like, underneath. hang on, how did you have a normal face earlier? He's like, <laughs> trickery. Scooby-Doo ending, like we were talking about right. earlier. Scooby-Doo ending. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pulls out the human meh face, and it's Swamp Thing. Yep. Gr- gross. <laughs> gross. Uh, with now knowing that Watchmen is in BC. We did also have an ending where Batman, in his cave, when he finds the Thomas Wayne note, he finds the comedian's button. Yeah, which is also really weird. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just, like... I don't know, which is another, like, just in case you didn't know the moon was a thing with the guy with the blue and the no pants, <laughs> the comedian button, you'll know that because it's the cover of it. Yeah. Maybe I'd like to think that's because the comedian... He's the same actor that played his father in the new Batman vs. Superman. That's oh what gosh, I think. Wow. <laughs> Does that mean the comedian's been Batman's dad the whole time? Eh, I don't think so, but at the same time, Thomas Wayne is pretty badass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I don't know if he necessarily fits the comedian character completely. What are you trying but... to say? What are you trying to say, Ross? Well. I mean, I can't say he was a comedian originally. I mean, the dude was supposed to live forever in a crazy mustache. It's true. So... <laughs> it's just the same actor, so... Oh, okay. There's, there's Lynn there. But... Not, not, I mean, he's also Negan from The Walking Dead, so... <laughs> or the brothers on Supernatural's father for the first... Well, I guess he's still their father, but he's only in the first, like, season and a half. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. It's, a, it's the actor! Come on, oh, man! Oh, okay. <laughs> the guy that played the comedian in The Watchmen. Oh, you haven't seen Watchmen. Nope. <sighs> The actor that played the part also played Thomas Wayne in the shooting in the oh. beginning of Justice League, or not Justice League, Batman, Batman vs. Superman. Superman. I right. see. And he's the same actor that plays Negan in The Walking Dead. So it's just the same guy. It's, it's all a giant circle outside the circle. <laughs> this means there's no escaping, Ross. Nope. At all. In comics, there are a lot of people online that want the comedian to be one of the Jokers. Which, if he went crazy enough, I could maybe, maybe, maybe see that happening. He's ne- none of the Jokers were ever buff like that, man. But I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, no. I don't think that that works that's, out. As... That's a foolish idea. Foolish. Another bunch of internet nonsense that I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about. Okay, go on. Is everyone has a really big deal, has a big problem with Watchmen being in DC now. And there's, there's there's a lot of talk going on about how DC is trying to blame Dr. Manhattan for their mistakes. And I think people need to read the story. Like, just to hear it, even from us, like, you need to read it for it to understand what's happening. And in all kinds of interviews with Jeff Johns, he's been like, he's not the villain. He's kind of the antagonist for the story. But even then, it's... 
if you know the Dr. Manhattan character, it's like a science thing. It's not like a I'm evil thing. So the whole Dr. Manhattan thing, well, I guess I could see them blaming a man with no pants <laughs> by election. It's true. To mean to wear them. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a blaming, and if it is like it's just a spirit, science experiment, then, I mean, he is kind of emotionless in general, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. So, well, it wouldn't be outside the bubble. At the end of Watchmen, he says he's leaving to go see if he can create life. So this is a pretty easy, natural extension to what happened, right. where maybe he he found this and wasn't like, I'm going to create it, but I'm going to put my hand in it and see you know, what happens. It's, it's hard to say what exactly that could be, because it could it be that the universe, the hand at the beginning of the universe has always been Dr. Manhattan. Oh, wouldn't that make all you gases happy? <laughs> no, it won't, because they're well, already think, upset about no. this. <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway. all of DC exists because Doctor Manhattan had a whim. Yep. Or a harrop is <laughs> donkey. Harrop is donkey. Oh, yes. Geez. No. Anyway, keep m- it clean. All m- right. Moral of the story is you should read the book before judging things. Yeah. Then I can't go to my soapbox. Well. Well, I still can, but then I, I have to read it while I'm standing up, and it's yeah. not fun. Yeah. Unless the only option you have is to stand, and in that case, it's great. <laughs> Anyway, I think that was our <laughs> our DC rebirth special. Do you have any other closing opinions? Uh, to you? Man, you know, no. I mean, it's it's interesting enough. I, I hate volumization at this point because both Marvel and DC are rampant with it, mm-hmm. like it's a disease. Yeah, rampant. People can't read books unless they're starting at number one, and and man, it just drives me bonkers because everything moves in arcs. Man, it doesn't matter what the number. Well. It, it, as long as you realize that stories work in arcs, it shouldn't matter. Because on one hand, you got a whole bunch of, oh, let's wait for the trade comes out. Mm. And then if that's the case, and everybody waits for the trade, there won't be anything but trades. It's That'll true. be the only thing that exists. And now DC's like, we're going to feed you twice a month. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to eat twice a month. It's true. So I guess we'll see how that goes. It is very interesting how they're trying to mix the two pieces together. Mm-hmm. But I think that the thing that they might be missing is a corporation. Well, other than soul and heart. <laughs> is that a majority of readers just moved to the New 52 and took our medicine and just moved forward. Mm-hmm. And they got a whole bunch of new readers with it, too. And I think this idea to try and make everybody happy, I mean, it could work, but I don't, I don't think it's going to increase anything readership-wise. I mean, it is freaking interesting, as all get out, that you're trying to make everything one giant thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. I mean... I think it's cool. Other people with the Watchmen and the no yeah. blah, 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 blah. Alan Moore kicking his grave. He's not dead. He's alive. I mean, <laughs> he's a crazy wizard. I, I just see him so, at, at a cemetery. Yeah. He has his tombstone there and he's oh, kicking yeah. it. Well, he had to get it put in himself. That way he make sure it's <laughs> done right. He's just in there kicking it because he's pissed. Yep. Which, I mean, hey, I can understand, I guess. Well, he didn't really want... No, he didn't want this to be... He wanted the rights himself. He didn't want it right. to be a, a DC property. You know, the weird thing about it is he's given the option to do it. Then all they like, all they wanted... So this whole thing didn't have to happen at all. Mm. All DC wanted was from the white right prequels, Alan. And he said, there's no such thing as prequels! And then he kicked the grave a little more. <laughs> smashed his fist against his giant piles of money. And then uh, told him to go to hell. And so they're like, well, we'll just make it ourselves then... When everyone made it themselves, and now here we are, and the Watchmen are becoming part of the regular universe. Looks like you shouldn't have lifted a, looked a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Is that how the scene goes? I don't even know what that means. 
Because how many horses give you gifts? They have giant teeth and soulless eyes. It's true. Have you ever looked in their eyes, Ross? Yes. Soulless. <laughs> horses it, are terrifying. In all honesty, too. Like, if you're going to have someone making more Watchmen and making... I mean, not as, not that they're necessarily making more Watchmen books. Right. But if you're having someone add on to the characters... Sure. Jeff Johns is probably the best person you can get to I add mean, on to at, characters. At this point, doing stuff with it, I mean, all the pre-prequel pre, Watchmen stuff or before Watchmen stuff, most of it was really good. I mean, Darwin mm. Cook had a whole hand in it, and the books were written really well. Yeah. I mean, as far as books were concerned, all of them were good. I mean, the only ones I think were kind of eh was like Dollar Bill, which was a one-shot, um... Moloch, which was two issues. I mean, yeah, I guess kind of cool, but yeah. Overall, story wise, they could have not made either one of those and been all right. Well, and that's a, that's the thing. It's not like DC is just turning these over to anyone. They're being very specific about who gets oh, sure. to play in the writer wise. Yeah, I, okay, I, I see what you're saying now. They they, they picked the guy at the top of the food chain. Well, he's the yeah. guy at the top of the food chain, Ross. Yeah, he plays with what he wants to play with now. Yep, jerk. And that's that's actually something we didn't really talk about much, but Jeff Johns has said that this is the last comic he's making for a little while. Yeah, and then after that he follows it up with, oh, writing the Seven Seas story. Well, that actually, he told, he told us that a long time ago, so it was probably more of like a, I better not say I'm done with comics because I already told all these people Backpedal. I'm doing something else. But Man, lies, secrets and lies, Ross. <laughs> secrets and lies. It, it's better than I make it sound, Steve. No. If you hear it from him, it makes more sense than no. than no. hearing it from no. me. No. <laughs> my last comic book. Shut up, Jeff Johns. Shut up. It's as he's not writing ongoing comics as this, of this right now. This isn't a ongoing comic either. It's a one shot. No, but he ended Justice League with issue fifty. I'm just this messing one. with you, Ross. It's it's fine. <laughs> Things I think are funny. It's all right. We're never gonna see Jim Lee draw another book ever, except for Suicide Squad. Well, only one issue. All of them. No. He says he's doing all of them. Lies. Seven, <laughs> seven issues. I give you seven. Maybe. I mean, he has another artist on there with him. If he so. already started now, it'll be seven. It's true. And then after that, he'll punch out. Another guy will take over. <laughs> Two a month. Get one gem, one other guy. One gem, one other guy. One gem, one other guy. Then the other guy just doing all of it. <laughs> I can see that happening. I'm, I'm not saying Jim is not a busy man. And you're a fantastic artist and a great individual. In my head, you look like Kermit the Frog. I don't know why. It is in my head, Kermit the Frog. I've said it before. I don't know why. I, I, in my head, that's that's what I picture when I think Jim, Jim Lee. I think of Kermit the Frog. And the man doesn't sound anything like him. Or look like a frog. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I, I, we've talked in real life. I didn't tell him that I thought that in real life because I figured he'd slap me. I didn't want to be slapped. <laughs> Well, maybe I slam. He might hit me. I guess. I don't oh know. no, Kermit the Frog's pretty beloved by everyone. Well, so. he he is, but at the same time, it's I don't know if that's an insult or not to a man. <laughs> and if it is, I'm very sorry, sir, because you make awesome art and you're a fantastic individual. I think that is just the thing, though, is that he has so much on his plate that it's hard to see him right. doing an yeah, ongoing comic. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Twice, twice a month, man. Twice a month, Ross. Yeah. Scary. So what I'm what I'm really glad about with Rebirth is I was hearing that prior to them kind of figuring out what it was, right? They were just gonna restart everything again. Dun, after dun, New dun, double reboot. Take that, sons of New Fifty Two was gonna hit issue fifty two, and we were gonna get all new number ones. But it was actually a do over number ones. Yeah, yeah. 
ridiculous. So I'm so glad that they did this rebirth thing and they made a way to make it work where if you were invested in new 52 characters, they're still there and they're still ongoing. It's not like their timeline is getting cut off. We're just also introducing where things prior to new 52 are probably going to start making their way into the things going to be re- well. relevant again with it. Yeah. Which is awesome because all those years of comics that you read that you thought might not mean anything anymore might mean something still. Well, ultimately, I think they mean something regardless because the stories were good. Yeah, they mean something to you, but... Right, but as far as the rest of the world's concerned, if it's not New 52, they didn't matter. Yeah. They're like, no, no, you need to buy the trades now. Ha ha ha! It's all about the money. <laughs> There's a song about that. Money, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Yep, I know. Yeah, something about the world sings and something about a bright day. Anyway, but, uh, so if Marvel was to do that for Star Wars, that could be awesome. That would be crazy. Because they'd be able to bring Legacy back, and Dark yeah. Horse would be like, here's a check, and... Mickey Mouse would say, ha, Star Wars. I don't think it'll happen with Star Wars. Hell no, but, Ross. Because no. if you buy into the old Star Wars continuity, then you have to start making movies based off the old continuity. Oh, I don't think you have to make a movie about it. We're not, not talking about Dark Times. I mean, Dark Times can... They have good stories, but... Let's just move forward with Legacy. Yeah. Good stuff. Legacy being the, the distant that what future. That's what they're... Oh, I see. Distant future is what Legacy was. Star Wars Legacy was about Kate Skywalker living the future. Oh, you're totally talking about the stories. actual story. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That would what do you be think cool. it was? Ugh. I thought I, you were talking about the legacy of Star Wars. No, no, no. Not like as, as an entity, a, no. Like as a thing, yeah. No. No, it's <laughs> a, no there's no, yeah. Tell me totally different. So the other really, the other thing I'm really excited about with Rebirth is we have a lot of these character like connections and stuff right. that we didn't have before. So uh, we're bringing back part of the old connections between characters that just didn't exist. Yeah, based because of time. I mean, they're all supposed to be younger, and the universe is younger, so things just hadn't happened. Well, yeah, and we're allowing like Aquaman and Mira to be married again, and right, which I mean, that's probably just a matter of timing, I guess. I I don't know. That's also a weird thing, and the whole nobody's married was all a cover up for not letting the guys writing Batwoman do what they wanted to do with the story. Well, I don't know. Cause, I think. Because we dissolved, like, Barry Allen and Iris's marriage to, yeah, to get more stories had, there. Yeah, and... yet. I mean, you're trying, you're trying to tell me One More Day made sense? That's Spider-Man One More Day. Um, we didn't have Lois and Clark either, but we eventually got Superman and Wonder Woman. And... Right, but they weren't married. No. They were just... Well, there was... There, the, the real only reason why I say that is there was a direct quote... But we're not going to mention who. Okay. At the New 52 that says people can't be married because they can't be happy. And if they're happy, you won't have a good story. That's a good point. Well, take that, everyone that's happy. And I'm glad we're getting rid of that. <laughs> Yay! Well, it's like never say never. Yeah. Because if somebody walks right now that's not supposed to walk. <sighs> <laughs> but that was, that was just one of the things I loved about comic books in general was having the friendships and and having the relationships between the characters and well i mean it's not like they were all gone just it wasn't it wasn't quite the same same thing and i don't think i don't know i think just bringing back the 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 idea that the old stories are there is fine Mm -hmm. i mean i don't is it necessary Eh, don't know i don't think it's going to change the way they write the characters really i mean i guess if iris and barry are now a thing then that'll be different 
See, and, and yeah, I'm wondering about stuff like that, because if Barry remembers, pre-New 52 and remembers that, is that going to change how he interacts with everyone? You know, I would I'd have to assume that it would, if we, but does that mean everybody around him remembers? Or does I, it mean that he remembers? I don't know. So the only people affected going to be the super, be the, like, the heroes? Mm. So Bruce remembers and he has to tell Alfred over and over and over again? Or is Alfred, Alfred would probably remember because he's exclusive of the regular universe. <laughs> he's Alfred, so my remember. My assumption, and it might not happen at all, my guess is that once people start, once they, like, break that where they can start remembering it, right. it's going to be, like, something unraveling in them, that they start remembering more and more and more about it over so time. So they if they're connected to you at all, then it'll affect them, period? Yeah. Well, all right. And then... In the book, in Rebirth, they talk. Wally talks a lot about how there's going to be a war between uh, hopefulness and despair, and right. And I think that's more what he's talking about than an actual war. It'll be more like a mental thing, like a ah, okay, like people. So you don't think there's going to be a character called despair and a character called hope and or hopefulness? There might be. I mean, Blue Lanterns are yeah, they're a thing. Just a true statement. Anyway, I, that, was, that was a joke. Sorry. <laughs> I I really liked Rebirth overall. No, it was a really great great issue. I mean, it's a really great Flash story. Pretty interesting stuff inside of it. I mean, the ticks between everything else, finding the pin in the, inside the Bat Cave, crazy. The return to the letter to remind us it happened, cool. A lot of interesting stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the book's concerned, it's written pretty well. As far as uh, everything else, awesome. I mean, it was really good. I, there's been there was one review that was like this is trash and I don't I don't see how you could get that I at don't all. get yeah that's ridiculous in we didn't talk about who wrote it or the artist right we mentioned Jeff Johns name a whole lot but Jeff Johns did write this book because oh, I like throwing rocks <laughs> and not only did Jeff Johns write this book but it's like he got all of his artists that he's connected with in previous books right like all of his all of his big ones that he's done events with to draw different pages in it. Right, so there's so, quite a few artists. And they're all awesome artists, too. Yeah, the book looks great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's a really good issue. The art's great. I mean, as far as, like, pacing's concerned, the pace is really good. The amount of ground you cover and the way it's explained is really cool. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a good book. There's no doubt about that. I've never said the man was a bad writer, and I don't dislike Jeff Johns at all. The only thing I don't like is self-fulfilling prophecy. That makes me mad. See, you say it that way, yeah. but I say it more as he had a plan for a long time now, and he's just following through with his plan. I'm pretty sure that if that Superboy thing winds up being true, that it's a Superman from the future, Legion of Superhero style, there's no way, absolutely no way five years ago he's like, you know what would be kind of a cool idea? If, uh, like, I don't know, six years from now, we uh, had a Superman in Lois Lane that had a kid, and then there was some Legion of Superheroes time travel... And Dan Dio is like, I like the Legion. Let's make some books about them. And he's like, okay. <laughs> then we'll use that Superboy to be like a catalyst or something. Maybe. No. Maybe. Jeff Johns didn't have anything not. to do with any of that stuff, though. Other Absolutely than what not. happened in this story. He didn't do I anything. can see connecting the dots, yes. Okay. Yeah. If that winds up being the case, of course, it may just be Zodim and Deus and whatever. Yeah. He's like, huh, I'm here to pull the curtain. Which is fine. <laughs> what Wizard of Oz. Scooby-Doo ending. Fine. But Jeff, you're right. Jeff Johns does like to write stuff years in advance. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Planning. It's fine to hide things. <laughs> I mean, the stuff in Booster Gold with the Red Lanterns and all that, awesome. Great. Kudos, sir. Awesome. Green Lantern issue 20 end? Eh. And then we get to now? Eh. 
self-fulfilling prophecy. There's no hidden secrets there. Best Green Lantern ever. The Lady Chained by Baz. Then nothing Damn. for like months and months and months and months. What the hell is Baz doing? He's running around with the squirrel? That's true. Awesome. Because the Badge and Baz would be a great book. Yep, I'm it, hoping. I'm hoping in this new one that he'll show up with him. But I, I, I don't, find it unlikely. I don't think that he wasn't will part of the prophecy. <laughs> Not part of the prophecy. Now, if it was, I would be super happy because it'd be the squirrel and the guy with the gun running around doing things. Awesome. Yeah. I like how they refer to him as the Green Lantern with the gun. Yep. Don't say Simon Bath because nobody remembers his damn name. Because <laughs> the, the Green Lantern with the tattoos and are like, oh, the elephant guy. I'm like, no. What? He's a Blue Lantern. He was awesome. He was. Wrath, <laughs> he was great. Anyway. Anyway, uh, that's enough nonsense with that. So, yeah, good book if you guys haven't checked it out uh, or I don't have it. I'd you, buy it while it's cheap. I would like buy it while it's cheap because second printing's five ninety nine. Good luck with that. That's what you get for waiting. <laughs> buy, buy it before then. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Yeah, it's good. Nobody knows until it comes out, suckers. That's not a swear word. No. All right. Uh, Ross, you got books to watch? You want to do that for this thing? No. Because it's a short thing? All the Rebirth books. Everything from Rebirth. I'm like, so DC's whole catalog? And he's like, yes. I'm I'm definitely excited for all the Rebirth one-shots at this point. So I think they'll be cool. They will be. I I, I I don't like having two number ones in the same month, but as far as books are concerned, the one-shots, I wish they would have named them different. Yeah. Because Batman Rebirth and Batman number one, and they're both number ones, is confusing. It is a little bit. So, I think they probably should have just done number one on all of them and had Rebirth as, like, the byline for it. But... If the titling was actually Rebirth and the chapters were by the name of the character, that would be kind of cool. Because then the series would be Rebirth as a series. Yeah. Rather than a bunch of one-shots and then lead into the regular series. Because you're going to have... As soon as the second number ones come out, people are going to be like, what the hell is this? Mm. And I'll be like, don't you read the internet? Everyone else does. <laughs> and they'll be like, uh, no, jerk. And I'll be like, oh, right, I'm the jerk with the soapbox. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, what are you cleaning over there? And I'm like, my shirt. No? <laughs> I'm not going to clean my shirt in the store, Ross. Mostly because I don't have a washing machine choice. here. <sighs> All right, that's enough of that nonsense. So rebirth and rebirth one shots are right. Really cool. They, they will be good. They, they, they will be. I'm pretty interested to see what else happens with the DC universe. But yeah, book wise, if nothing else, pick up the DC Rebirth issue one. Great Flash story. Um, the end of Dark Side War is going to be awesome. We got two more issues of Justice League before it caps off. Uh, Dark Side War itself has ended, but there are still well, two, there's two more issues, issues of the regular series. The Dark Side War ends with yeah, this stuff. Yeah. It's so like 50, I think, is the last issue of it. I know. I don't know what happens in 51, but I know 52 is a Titans uh, rebirth prologue Cross. thing. Yeah, like a lead into the book. Yeah, so. That's weird, too, but. That'll be cool. 51 supposed to deal with Lex Luthor being a Superman, so. Oh, nice. So that leads into rebirth stuff, too. That'll be cool. I think it leads in. The, both books connect to it, but they're not really Dark Side War books. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, but yeah, as far as chapters are concerned and books are concerned, all three of these were great. Awesome. Sweet. No matter how many rocks I throw. <laughs> like, glass houses, Steve. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't live in one. I think they just bounce off, though. No. Stuff breaks, man. Glass is fragile. Well, not not these ones. No. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys, I guess. Yeah. That's about... Yep. That's about, that's about it. You went to Key? Good episode. To Key. To Key. Taki. <laughs> that's a character from a fighting game. Taki. Taki. Taki.
I like how he just shakes his head at me. You can't hear you do that. <laughs> 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 